Johnson with It's All in Your Head. And I am so excited today. I'm with Danielle. And Danielle, it's, I just love so serendipity of how we met. It's kind of crazy. And we're both only children, which I think we kind of find you bond with people that are have kind of the same birth ranking. Yeah. And us being only children, we got to stick together. True. It's true. There's not that many of us out there. No. So tell us a little bit about who you are and um, yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. This is uh, such a treat. Thanks for having me. When I heard you were doing this podcast, I just, I love the idea that it's all in your head. I mean, that's something that I, as well as many of us, you know, we navigate, we deal with. So a little bit about me. I'm, I'm privileged and honored that I get to be a physician. I get to take care of patients. I get to operate on patients. And it's I've been in this profession now for 13 years. I'm a foot and ankle surgeon. Uh, I have my own practice. I started my own business uh, seven years ago. I have two locations now, and we've had a lot of wonderful growth in the last, just the last two years, honestly. And I also fell in love with real estate. So I love real estate as well. And I started a real estate investment firm with a business partner about two and a half years ago. And actually, I was just on a call with him. We're about to refinance our biggest uh, deal that we've, we've acquired so far. So really exciting. Um, certainly, that's me professionally. Me personally, as mentioned, I'm an only child. Um, I my parents unfortunately have already have already passed but i have great wonderful relationships with with uh my extended family my aunts uh, my cousins um i grew up in florida and now i'm in the in the dc area i love to be active and i love adventure anytime i can in fact i'm excited i'm going skiing again for the second time this season next weekend nice. out out west so Very keep up nice. my skiing game so so um, I have to share, I think, because it's it's so important to the story is how we met. We were both at a Tony Robbins event back, I believe it was probably November down in Palm Beach, but we didn't meet at that actual Tony Robbins event. You met my business partner, Gogo Becky, at the event. And yeah. she had chosen to not sit near anyone that she knew because there's a lot, you go through a lot of stuff at these events and sometimes it's helpful to be around, you know, people that don't know you and you can open up and dig through all that stuff. And so from that event, she, we did business mastery with Tony Robbins and she invited you to come to her house and do this exclusive event that we had done just with our group. And so you were, you were this physician in a room with full of real estate agents. And um, yeah, I know. And, and I could not have felt more welcomed, honestly. It was, it was just such a treat. It was so much fun. Yeah. Everyone there was just great. And that's just the community, right? And right. so, yeah, you know, we didn't meet formally in November, but we sort of met by proxy by way of GoGo, exactly. right? And I was joking with her how all great relationships start by meeting in the bathroom and that's <laughs> at a conference and a personal growth event. So we met in the bathroom and our, became fast buddies for the weekend and, and beyond. And just, you know, when you share a like-mindedness with people, the bond and you do personal growth work and you're in an inquiry of who you are um, and you're around other people who share that, it's just, it's a connection can build uh, quickly and, 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 and strongly. So 
because you definitely share some very, um, if you haven't done any type of, you know, inside growth work, you, you deal, you go deep sometimes. Like there are some things that yeah. you think of that you may not have even thought were there. And so, yeah, it can get very quite personal. And yeah. um, so it's definitely a connection that I think, and I felt it with the same people that we sat next to. Um, we still keep in touch with those people. You know, there's just a connection that happens. And I think even with this event, even though we were doing business stuff, you still talk about personal things that, you know, you go through that can overflow into your business world too. Um, so what I, yeah. So what I'd love to know, because I know that um, what I, my, my biggest inquiry is like, where does mindset start? And the reason I ask that is because I think a lot of people go through their entire lives and they don't really pay attention to their thoughts that they have in their head. So just like, can you think back to a time that you really became aware of like the thinking and that shift that you started making to improve your mindset? Yeah, I think I think there was a time frame. I can go back as early as being even 18 years old. Um, and I remember just looking at the, my past and looking at the family dynamics, the family system that I that I came from and saw both my parents, um, you know, really struggle personally, struggle you know, personally and emotionally even, and, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll just, I'll share, I'll share freely that, you know, my story is that both my parents start, struggled with addiction and the, the end result is that, um, unfortunately, um, addiction doesn't have, doesn't care about anyone really in its wake. And my mother, my mom committed suicide years later. And my dad, unfortunately died of complication with his, um, with his addiction. And, you know, I saw them struggle and although they were just such good human beings, mm -hmm. they really struggled. And I was in that system and, and to be really candid, I was on that path, you know, I was on mm -hmm. that path of, you know, being my environment, letting my environment, me be a product byproduct of my environment. And I'm also as painful of a, a, a scenario as that was and as much as I was being caught in it I somehow was able to flip it around call it grace call it divine divine you know whatever you call it uh, I'll take it mm -hmm. uh, but I saw in a split moment that if I didn't change me that I was going to be headed down a certain same path and it was interesting because I resented it in my parents right. you know and then here I was becoming you know doing the same things and I just made a decision that I was going to um, do something different. And I still remember the very first personal growth um, book I ever read. I was 18 by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And, you know, my journey really, if I can think as far back, really started as early when I was as when I was 18. And it's just been really nonstop from then. And it's funny, fast forward like a little bit, it's like, you know, I'll go through, a, you know, an a, another layer of, you know, intervention on myself and, and peel a layer back. And I'm like, now this, now, now I'm finally getting it as if, you know, it just kind of, it just changes everything. It's like, so did I, did it really happen like three years ago, 10 years ago? I mean, there's just always these next level iterations of inquiry and being on this personal growth journey. And I, 
I just am grateful to be on it. And those of us who really um, make an effort to be on it are really, I feel the lucky ones and may it never end. It does. And that's so, you know, and I had to, um, it, and I'll have to just a funny quick story is, you know, at Tony Robbins, you know, you see all these people with these, you know, like they're the, the plaques. And I, and I remember thinking like, okay, these people come to these events all the time. Like, boy, like it's like, to me, I thought when going to a Tony Robbins event was like going to a concert. Like once you go, you go and it's like, okay, you're done. And I'm like, they've got to really be screwed up. Like they've got to really be messed up that they have to keep coming to this thing over and yeah. over again. And yeah. really what I've realized is that it's, you know, this, the personal growth and the mindset, it's really like going to the gym. You know, it you is. can't just go once. It's a continuous. And like you said, it's the layers. Like you get through that onion layer and then there's more. And it's not that it's bad more. It's just to become more aware of things that yeah. you're doing that are not productive, I guess is a better way of. Yeah. And they're not even a real reflection of your authenticity, you know, because right. we're all living you know, through um, stories and our filters that weren't even really ours to begin with, but we somehow yeah. concluded them at most times at a very young age when our brain is not even fully formed. So yeah, it's time for reconciliation. It's time yeah. to reconcile. Is this really true or is it not true? Right. And you know, it's, I heard something the other day that they were, it was, you know, talking about the same thing and it's, you know, like that story that you told yourself as a child that we're not even aware that we, we think that that's who we are, but we told ourselves that story, whatever the situation was, it could have been something so minor, but it may have happened. And we told, put that story in our brain to protect us and we just never let go of it. And it's, so it's, it's reoccurring. So like you said, you find another story and you're like, oh, is that true? And then there's another story and then another one. And it's that continuous of, of that mindset growth. Yeah. 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 And it really just has command over your body, your emotions. Um, this thing between our ears is really, really powerful. And I'll share something that a little science to this that is just phenomenal. I mean, there's so much to still be discovered in the world of neuroplasticity and how our brains really work and how, how they have command and even energy and, you know, um, you know, quantum physics and attracting like thoughts have energy. I just find it really phenomenal, but the studies are about maybe, you know, give or take about six to 10 million pieces of information are processed in our unconscious mind every single second. And only about 50 of those really are processed in the conscious mind. So the balance is all the unconscious mind. So, you know, being, aware, I think that really hit me just recently. It's like minding my company, minding my activities, like every, the people I'm around without even realizing it, I will absorb, you know, patterns, uh, you know, um, behaviors, attitudes uh, without even my awareness of it. Nice. So, I think being account like being aware of that and there's also a really interesting some studies that were done like one study for example if I can bring some science as a, as a physician absolutely because I think so, it, it, yeah yeah so there was a person who um believe you know to them they had a nickel allergy they believed their whole life they had a nickel allergy and that was that showed up physiologically for them so they were put under hypnosis 
and they were told that um, in the back of their neck that some nickel was being rubbed on the back of their neck and it wasn't nickel, but yet their body ended up having a full uh, physiological reaction, allergic reaction to that because the brain, the story, the belief was that I'm allergic to nickel and it actually had command over physiology and cells. And I just, I find that incredible. Well, and, it, and it's funny that you say that because I, you know, just started to become aware of this, of that, and so making sure that I'm aware of it and that I could recognize it. But, you know, it's kind of like that thing of like, oh, nothing ever works out for me. And then what do your, what does your brain do? You sit there and you focus on everything that doesn't work out. So then you make that story true. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like, we, you know, you buy into those identities and if you don't, change that thought and what you focus on you know it's that whole like the brain has told you okay nothing ever works out for you so I'm going to show you everything that doesn't work out for yeah. you it's like self-fulfilling at that point absolutely yeah. right yeah so well, do you, yeah go ahead I'm sorry no 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 go ahead so so going back to you know when you were 18 and this has been a pretty long journey do you find that like each each milestone, like going to medical school, um, were you aware of certain things at that time or did different challenges come up that said, okay, I need to dig into this a little deeper? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I've had different iterations over the years. Mm -hmm. um, I think of the version of me when I was going to school Certainly, there was a time, I swear, it just felt like there was school's never going to end, and I'm happy to report that it, you know, it finally did, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, at the time, you know, I thought I was a bit enlightened, and comparative to now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was still blaming, I was still making people, you know, wrong, and like, you know, I was sort of a victim of my life, and um, I just, it's, you know, when you do, when you have transformation, when you really are in the game of transformation, not even just growth, but transformation, it's like the whole version of you has to be reformed. Right. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. Like the, what got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, at the time when I was in med school, I thought I had done some work and I thought I had, it was certainly further than I was from when I was years younger, but compared to now, I mean, I don't even recognize that version of me. And it's fair to say that in, you know, five, 10 years from now, I mean, it's going to be, I'll look back here. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get it. I didn't know a thing then. And, you know, I think what's important is to create, um, like, uh, declare how you want that to go. Declare, if you have a relationship with change as brutal and painful and dreadful, this is not going to be fun, you know, at all. But if you have a story, you know, because listen, we all got stories. Oh, so yeah. You just get to be the creator of the story. You get to make it really good. Mm -hmm. And like for me, um, change is exhilarating. Change is adventurous. Like I love it. Where is my next breakthrough? And did you always feel that way? Or do you feel like this has been part of your transformation of saying, okay, look, I can either do this change painfully and I can think that this is just horrific and beat myself up or is this a conscious thought that you thought you know what I need to think of this as an adventure and self-discovery and that look at who I get to find not who am I losing <laughs> yeah you know I mean uh, Melissa I 
pretty much everything that I have that's worthwhile at this stage of my life, it got created. Yeah. It did not, it was not, it was not just organically there. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm certainly grateful for it. And, you know, sometimes if I may just tap into, you know, those first years of, of young life and, and up until I was 18, you know, whatever I deemed as a hardship at that stage of life. And I was maybe even, you know, bitter about it. And maybe even I'm going to go be successful to, um, in, uh, out of spite in a way I had like sort of that energy mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and I've really transformed that story for myself, but you know, the care, the, the human that I had to be as a young person, like to have, you know, I, I had tenacity, I had resiliency, I had resourcefulness and being able to take those qualities and, and still have them today and um, celebrate them. Like I got something out of those, even some of my darkest experiences. And I believe that for anyone, for anyone who's listening, you know, some of those darkest times, you know, the character that you have to become, the character you have to build. And like, you get, you get rewarded for that later on, you get to earn some stripes for that. And even I've got some things right now and like, I'm just, this is happening for me. Yeah. And that's yeah. my mindset. That's what's in my head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I was just talking to a team member today, like, you know, the, like what, the, what check our beliefs. So beliefs are, Oh, nothing works out for me. Or is it, you know what? The universe is only working on my behalf. You know what? When one door closes only bigger, better doors open period, like non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely not that version, but I have, I've probably spent literally a couple hundred thousand dollars on my personal growth work. If I may say yeah. coaches, courses, you name it, you know, I I'm all in on me. I am my greatest asset. We're all our that. greatest assets. I absolutely love that. And, you know, it's, and, you know, it sounds, I don't know if cheesy is the right word, but, you know, um, I, Tony Robbins was on the news and he was saying, they were talking about, you know, the, the dread of where we are right now and, you know, the, how terrible things are and people are in a really bad place. And his point was, you know, if you invest in yourself, it's not going to really matter what's going on around you. Like that's where you, instead of investing in, like, we just don't, we don't do that. We invest in other things that we think are going to make us happy, but investing in, like, I hear people say, you know, therapy, oh my gosh, it's just too expensive. And, you know, it's, it, you're investing in yourself. And imagine where you would be had you not put that 200,000 plus dollars into yourself. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, as a physician, I even hear it with like getting more kind of medically about that, where people like, oh, I can't afford, you know, the healthier foods or I can't afford certain things to take care of my health. Well, there's obviously emotional health and mental health. Well, if you can't afford for your your mental health, your emotional health, you're going to have to pay for your mental and emotional sickness. And that's just a fact. Yep. And it is true that whatever is in the mind that's unresolved in some way will manifest itself, whether it's creating toxicity in your life, in relationships, in your finances, in your body, it will seek be healed or acknowledged in some way so choose yeah yeah and I had a, a really good friend years ago we had little we were just new moms and that was one of the things is, you know money's tight and especially when you're trying to stay home and one parent is working and 
we were trying to make that work. And I remember thinking the same thing. Oh my gosh, the organic food and all these things are so expensive. And she said, well, you're going to pay for it one way. You're either going to pay for it at the grocery store or you're going to pay for it at the doctor's office. And I think mindset is kind of the same way. It may not be a bill that you'll go to as far as like health wise. I mean, I guess you're right. It does definitely can take a toll, but think of all the opportunities that you would miss or things that you may not do. Yeah. 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 You know, it's just interesting. Um, I'm, I'm such a, such a, uh, a student of, of humans, you know, I find them so fascinating and I, I just love them and I enjoy connecting with people and I love having really rich, interesting conversations. And I sort of have this habit, if they'll allow me, you know, sort of, I always say like, get under the hood of people and understand them more. And, you know, sitting, you know, across from the number of patients that I have have over, you know, the years, I find that a lot of the ailments, physical ailments that they have Mm -hmm. are somehow a byproduct of something that is from their past that they haven't resolved. Now, we just haven't done enough studies on this, um, but I think there's a lot of correlation between that. So it's just doing your own healing work. You know, a lot of what, what contaminates our mindset is, it is that old story that we're, we've, we've bought into, you know, whole body we bought into. And I just want to invite people just to do the work. And what I have found, what I have found extremely fascinating is that, um, especially when you start to verbalize those stories, that they're all, we, in some shape, form, or fashion, they may not have started out the same way, but they're they're all tied to almost the same the same things. What Absolutely. are some stories that you have noticed for yourself that you catch yourself? And the reason I ask this is because I feel like the more people hear that, oh my gosh, I do the same thing, that yeah. they feel like, okay, I can change this. So, yeah. so what stories did have you noticed that you've had in the past that you've been able to notice and change? Yeah, I mean, thanks for that question. And, you know, I really want to celebrate and acknowledge you for having this platform and asking those kinds of questions because it's really the real, real, you know? And it's vulnerable. And it's, I mean, it's, vul- yeah, like, it's very I, vulnerable. Nobody wants to it. see what's in our head, you know? Uh, like, I know. Yeah, and our and in our heart too, right? And right. I I want a world where we can have more of that. You know, I think there will be significant healing on the planet when we can have an awakening that we're so much more similar than we are different. I what one little tangent I heard someone talking about having diversity training in their office, and he said, I think we need more oneness training. Oh, and I love that. Don't you love that? I like, heard so that the much. other day too. It's just, yeah. I was like, yes, that's what we yeah. need. We need yeah. oneness training. I love I, that. Yes. We must have been listening to the same thing. I think we were. <laughs> so, you know, I do. And you said, you asked me, have you had one of those things that, you know, and you've changed it? Yes. And I already had my immediate, we usually have our one, you know, one or two taglines that we sort of like build a yeah. whole identity from and I've got mine and I know the sort, a lot of the source of it. And I, I, I will confess, like it's not 100% change. And yet it's the thing that I keep navigating and, you know, it's this constant in the back of the mind question, 
you know, and my whole frame, my whole life experience is sort of at the, at the, um, you know, at the effect of that question, you know, am I enough? Am I good enough? Mm -hmm. And my sort of kind of identity to seek love, to seek acknowledgement has been, you know, um, kind of enslaved to that. Am I enough? Am I good enough? And, you know, I just, you know, there were experiences I can, I can draw the straight line back to when I was a young girl and I made things mean certain things. And even though I keep doing the work, you know, it's sort of, it gets, gets in, gets in the cells, you know, you know, an experience will happen in my day. I'm cruising along and that one thing will happen. All of a sudden I'm back in time and I am just full belief system. I'm my whole worthiness is in question. And it's like, it's, it, it can have an experience of almost like PTSD on some yes. level. It feels like it is the truth. Like I'm disoriented. Um, my heart rate will change. And it really takes doing this self-care work to, you know, move out of that. And I keep working on it. You know, I will tell you this thing of self-love, right? It's not an event. It's an ongoing journey, you know, an opportunity to, you know, in, in, in embrace that even at another and a higher level. It's not like, Hey, back in 2017, I tried <laughs> self-love once and it, it was all right, I guess. No, it's like every day, you know, <laughs> yep, it is every, well, and it's, and that's exactly, you know, that's, you, you, it's such a good point that you make is that even though you recognize those stories and you see that they're there, it is like PTSD. Someone doesn't call you back or some, I mean, it can be the most smallest act mm. that these people have no idea um, or they don't see you at the grocery store and you're like, oh my gosh, they just walked by me. They don't like me. They're not my, you know, like it could be the smallest thing and it is like PTSD. And once you figure out what some of those stories are, it's easier to shift out of them. And really? I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine not being aware of those stories because I, I mean, I know where that leads. It's that whole snowball of, it can ruin your day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's such a, it's such an invisible prison, quite honestly, mm-hmm. you know, and we do this work and you get free of those stories. So I have, cha- I, you know, I still, I'm still working on stuff, but I've also changed so much, you know, mm-hmm. I've changed, I've broken free from so many stories, so many generational stories. Like there were belief systems passed along um, generationally, societally, mm-hmm. that I just took on. And, you know, to, to, to break from that, the freedom, the exhilaration, um, that I'm not those stories. And, you know, it really, it's like the spiritual journey almost, you know, of like, what's my life about? What am I here for? Like, I'm here to make a difference. And I would have never said those words years ago. I would have never thought of myself that highly to be able to say those kinds of things. And now, like, I get that my life is here for a purpose. I'm here to make a difference and I matter. And, you know, these are my stories now. I walk in the room and the room changes. I make rooms better. You know, those are my stories, you know? I mean, what a, I mean, what a huge shift. And I, you know, and it's, it kind of does make it go out to something bigger than ourselves, because if we're living small, you know, then, you know, you just think about the people that you've impacted by having just that little bit of mind shift of, you know, like, how can I change your life? Like, I'm, yeah, I, there's just so much there. That is, that's big. That's huge. It is big. What, just out of curiosity, can you think of any um, stories that were generational that, because I think there are probably a lot of them are the same, 
Can you think of one in particular that was a family? You know, yeah, there was definitely a lot of family story. There was a lot of stories around money in my family. Mm -hmm. A lot of stories, like we didn't grow up with money at all. And, you know, I, you know, some of them were like the stories about people who had money were that they're selfish, they're greedy, they're bad people. And, you know, as I've been on a journey of growing my, you know, my own personal wealth, uh, monetarily, monetarily speaking, you know, that was like an invisible saboteur right there. Mm-hmm. That I couldn't even fully see it. Like, you know, what, you know, this, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to oh, be greedy. Wow. I don't want to be selfish. Yeah. But it was like getting in the way of what I, you know, I wanted to, because money is just a resource, you know, you can like a, like a hammer, you can go build a house or you can go like hurt, hit someone with it. <laughs> That's so true. Wow. So that's fascinating. So I can see that where if you have some, you know, some stories around money, then you, it would keep you from getting to a certain point. Be like, I don't want to be a bad person. So I'm going to stay in this spot. And yeah, yeah. I heard, um, we say this quite a, quite a bit. I hear this on, on some of our um, coaching calls and things that we do in the morning just for real estate. And they're like, because, you know, there's a, it's very, it's a very lucrative business. And if, you know, there's some, pretty wealthy real estate agents and there's a lot around the money piece and it's funny because someone was saying okay money only exasperates what you already are so if you're an asshole you're just going to be a bigger asshole and if you're a really nice kind person you're just going to be a bigger nice kind person (laughs) yeah yeah I love that humor analogy that's a good one Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like original. Not, not much is original, by the way. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm same here. Yeah. We're just. Um. I don't think anybody. Yeah. Stuff. You know, it's the right. best form of flattery, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. So, and even now, I even have some. If I'm going to be, you know, you know, be vulnerable to to my next level, which I'll go for, is you know, have some stories about men. You know, I had adopted some stories about men from you know, the, the women in my family, um, my, my mom was divorced, her mom was divorced, you know, my aunts were divorced. So it was this story about men that they're unreliable and untrustworthy. And, you know, those are, and it's like, I want to have an amazing romantic relationship. And, oh my gosh, I've got this old story that's just cooking in the, it's always there. You know, it's like my left arm, you know, it's just, it is, you know, and um, so like really reconciling these old stories, our old beliefs, they just get in the way of our true light. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's funny because I don't think, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people think of them as stories that hold them back. I think that like you made a really good point is checking out like, is this really true? And if it's, and I think that because of that belief, we look for it. I always call it, I call it the pink car syndrome because someone will say, you know, well, this always happens. I'm like, okay, well, it's because you're focusing on that. And I'll say, okay, see how often you see a pink car? Because that's really like kind of crazy that you would see a pink car. And would you know, I mean, nine out of 10 times you see the pink car, <laughs> you know? So it's like what you focus on. And so I think that we focus on those stories so much that we've made them true. We don't even think that they could be changed stories. Yeah, we we're we're at the effect of the stories. And you know, back to what I was saying about what I started with about six to ten million pieces of information being processed every second in by your brain. You know, when you right before you go to sleep or when you're in meditation or hypnosis, 
your brain is in what we call theta state. So things are, can kind of go in very easily. Well, when you are a young person, you know, up to age five or six or so, the brain is like theta and it just, everything just gets absorbed. And then you just have all this download and you know, now you're you. Well, Mm -hmm. how did you get to be you? Oh, well, you were your environment, you're a product of your environment. So, you know, doing a real inquiry to say, hey, not even is this true, like, where does this even come from, this belief? Like, who, that just was all of a sudden there. I don't even remember, like, when did I agree to that? It's like, I don't remember, but it's just there. That's the truth. Like, when did I agree with that? That, I love that. Because it's true. We just, we don't really think of when it was put in there. We, it's because it's been there for most of the time that we even remember. But you're like, when did I, when did I say that it's okay for that to be put there? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we just were being little humans and it was just there. And, and then it's like, well, let me just, let me take it, take it out and look at it up and down. And, you know, does this even fit? Or, you know, also one of the things I love to do with like those beliefs or those things that I struggle with personally. And I sort of, um, I, if you're like me, where the thing about you that you don't like, you, um, it's still part of you. And then you're, you berate it, you make it wrong, you beat it up, which is part of you, right? Versus, you know, I had a teacher teach me at one point along the way to that thing that I'm struggling with about me, invite it out to tea, sit across the table with it, with tea, you know, to have tea with it, you know, um, and just get to know that part of you that like, where did that come from? I see you were there for a reason you know, once upon a time, and maybe it made sense at that time, but it isn't working now. But to find a peace and harmony around the parts of ourselves that we, you know, we, we, we sort of hate, you know, we don't like about ourselves, you know, and that's not the path to self-love though, is the Mm -hmm. thing. That's the trick. The thing that we hate and resist about ourselves, like the only remedy, the only remedy and solution is the path of love and compassion, period. That's the good and the bad parts. Yes, totally. And I don't even, I guess now it's like, you can't even really call them bad. Like that's even my whole story of saying that it's a bad yeah. part. Like it's not a bad, it's not bad, good or bad. It was there to serve a purpose. And I love that. So taking that little, I always call it the negative Nelly um, and take it to tea and, you know, thank it for helping you survive whatever it was that you were supposed, it needed that part of you for. Yeah. Now yeah. It Cause it probably, yeah. It's, I'm it's sure probably, it served for some something. It arose in you for mm-hmm. a purpose at some point, even if to survive a family dynamic mm-hmm. that you had to believe that in order to, to survive that family system. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a young person, you're so dependent on that system, those people. So right. you got to make some kind of noise make sense sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, um, I've just, I love that. I've not ever, I mean, I've heard, I've heard Tony talk about give it a name and tell that that part of you to be quiet or it's not your time, like to tell it to stop. <laughs> but I've not ever heard that of loving that piece. That's I love. That's amazing. I, I'm I'm gonna start using that. Oh, I love it. Thanks and thanks for letting me say it because it's a reminder to me. You know, because you know uh, there's some parts of me we've been out to many cups of tea and it's like okay we're going out. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, you know, love Maybe. is like really an action here. It's right. really a verb, you know. Yeah, and that it's so true. And I think that, um, I think the more that we are aware of those 
those thoughts and those parts that we don't aren't our favorite parts is you know calling them out and and you know saying it's okay you were there for a reason and now it's time for you to just stay in the back of the auditorium and I'll call you if I need you <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah. you're part of like how it got to be me you know it's no, just such funny. a good you know it's such a journey and you know I I'm often I often think about the the experience with my mom, you know, that my mom took her life about 12 years ago, not to, not to bring it. This is not a sad, it's not a sad story. You know, it's just, it's just a story and it has all of the things, you know, and you know how she was funny. She was smart. She was so lovely and she struggled, you know, she struggled for such a long time. And you know, I just have her so much to be an example uh, for me, you know, like she, I knew how much she loved me. I'm an only child. And it was just like her and I, yeah. and, you know, I just got to see her struggle so intimately. And I know that she just had a lot of her own stories all in her head that she couldn't, for whatever reason, get bigger than, and I know the choice she ultimately made, she didn't have to suffer anymore, but gosh, you know, the, to, to choose not life. I was, I think about this all the time to choose not life. And then like how you get up every day, like life is a choice. You know, what do I choose for my life today? Do I choose to, you know, take my next breath? Do I choose to, um, do I choose to believe this story or did I choose to make a new story? Like it's literally yeah, in my, that it is in that absolutely and that's kind of where the you know the name came from and it's um yeah if we could just get out of our head you know and it so this is an interesting thought that I I guess it's more of an, an idea or a, that I learned probably a few years ago and it, it's just so um perplexed to me that um so are we our thoughts or are we the person who thinks about our thoughts? So like we're, you know, the things that we're thinking about, but you have to, it's really, when you think it, like you have to think about those thoughts and that's really who we are. Yeah. yeah. Not those thoughts. It's the person who's thinking about those thoughts. Yeah, no, that's true. I like that. Have you ever heard that? Can we... Yeah, I think I heard something like that. Wasn't it come with Tony Robbins? Something about that? Like, I don't we? I heard, yeah, I think I have. It was brought to my attention like uh, before the Tony Robbins event, and it took me a while to really like. That was such a um, eye-opening thought to thought to me of like, wow, because I always just assumed there was you know, there's this one thought and you think about it and that's it. But when you pull back yeah. from that and you're really the person who's thinking and listening to those thoughts. Yeah, no, I don't, I, it's a fun thing. I don't think we'll ever really have a, an answer that really yeah. clinches yeah. it. You know, it's like, I heard some, you know, am I, am I, my right wrist, you know, my wrist. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not like, I'm way more than that, you know? I'm so much, you know, I'm this body, I'm this mind, I'm this yeah. spirit, I'm so much. And, um, but yeah, we can think we are our thoughts. And I heard someone saying about, you know, being the observer, you know, being That's the observer of our thoughts. Yeah. And I heard even better because 
don't mistake being the observer versus the analyzer. And what I had, what I've practiced a lot is thinking I'm the observer when I'm really the analyzer. I'm running formulas, I'm mm-hmm. adding and subtracting and, you know, I'm, you know, watching, but like I'm in protection mode and like, I'm just in my, my, you know, a lot of it's protection for a lot of us, you know, mm-hmm. at least, at least for me. Um, and I'm the analyzer, I'm running safety calls, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm watching those thoughts and, oh, I better hedge my bet here. That's not an observer. That's still reactivity from a fear. So an observer is not, is not um, attached, you know, and it takes a practice, you know, speaking of, I'd like to mention too about the importance of meditation to separate the distance from self from thoughts, because we can be like activated by our thoughts when we're not our thoughts, but having a practice of meditation, I think is really, really important. How about you? Do you meditate? Um, not as much as I should. Yeah, I was just going to ask you the same thing. I mean, I would love for it to be a daily practice. And, you know, I take that back. I do. It's just a very informal, informal meditation. Um, It's usually right before I get out of bed in the morning. You know, it's I don't know that I would call it that, but I think in a roundabout way it is. But I think it's tying into the breathing part of it. I think that's really important. And I hear there are some people that, you know, like they can meditate for three or four hours. Like it's serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much daily for okay. meditation. And I know when I first started like mm-hmm. long ago and it's called a practice for a reason, just practicing, <laughs> you know, three minutes was a long time, you know, yeah. and um and it's it's actually very healing for why do you think, why do you think that is why do you think because you mentioned it to people and even though i had the same reaction why do you think it is why do you think it's so hard like what do you think is the challenge for for us you know, i think for me like sitting still enough and sitting with myself enough mm-hmm. um because one of my sort of pseudo drugs is busyness you mm-hmm. know and um being still um, was just the antithesis of that. Um, and I think in order to get great mastery over your emotions, you know, there's, there's a lot of sage in being able to sit still with your emotions because that's it, you know, going through our day, things are happening. You know, my team members are doing a thing and I'm upset about the thing. And if I don't have a separation between the thing they did and me, I am completely into reactivity versus having a space between you know, the thing that happened and my perception of what happened and therefore then my reaction to it. Yeah. I'm just in reactivity all day and it's, a, it's really energy draining. And I, I like to, I don't, I don't want to misrepresent myself in any way that I'm so master at this. I am absolutely not, but it's just a, a continual practice. And I'm reminded almost daily of where I've got to keep practicing. You know? Well, it's a great reminder. And that's one of the things that I need to do more of myself. And um, I probably, um, I definitely can see that I would, that I'm the busy person, you know, like, cause it's, yeah it makes it easy you stay busy and then you don't have to think about anything yeah no it's true you think about things but it's not like it's very surface it's like you said very reactive yeah yeah 
Yeah. yeah, there is a certain hiding from it, you know. Um, you know what? You know we all have our little um, societal celebrated, you know, drugs of some sort. You know, like I sort of turned you know achievement on. Like I've got a lot of achievement. You know where I find you know uh, certain. I mean, I sort of it's a little intoxicating to like achieve a goal for me. Um, I mean, you're, you're a triathlete and a marathon runner. Like there is something in that, right? There was, there was definitely, and yes. And yeah, um, I do. Yeah. And I do remember I was doing my, I don't know, it was like my fourth or fifth Ironman, half Ironman. And I remember maybe it was even earlier than that. I remember my husband saying, why are you doing this? Like, are you happy? Like, why, why are you? And at the time I just thought, well, of course, like what, like, but it is, I think it's that goal setting and there's a little bit of, of that achievement. Um, yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing there's, Hey, it's amazing to like, you know, Olympic, Olympic athletes, you know, they oh, absolutely, it's something, the spirit yeah. to celebrate and to acknowledge, you know, it's just right sizing the busyness or the achievement where, you know, my whole identity is sourced from that, you know, right. and I, I haven't always done a great job of that. I've been a bit of an achievement junkie in my lifetime. And, you know, it's not, it's not uncommon for people to remind me to stop and smell the roses, you know, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it's so fascinating to me because I, um, going through, like you said, having those achievement. And then when you start to be, when you become a little bit more aware of your mindset, you start to be able to ask yourself, okay, why am I really doing this? Like, what is the reason? When you do become aware of that achievement junkie thing, and I've been able yeah. to kind of pull back a little bit and say, all right, what are your reasons? Like, where, you know, what's motivating this? Fall into that. Yeah. That's what's motivating this? Uh-huh. Is it proving myself? Yeah. Being, uh, for me, you know, the being good enough, you know, will I finally be good enough if I have one more? <laughs> achievement I've accomplished and I should remember this I well I'm not going to shit on myself (laughs) um so I catch myself with that one is um I think Tony even describes it as four different we have four different um things that we're trying to tap into and and it's the significance one that usually when we're starting to first become aware we find that okay a lot of the things that we do is for significance and that just was so icky to me that I just thought oh that just yeah. it just didn't sit well with me yeah yeah significance the other ones are certainty right yeah yep. um I think growth and then love and connection I think right which is other. where I think we all want to be right love yeah and connection. yeah 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 I mean there's a balance right you talked about yeah. certainty like you want to make sure that your you know your ceiling doesn't fall on you okay yeah <laughs> Yep. So there's a balance for, for all of them, but yeah. you know, this is a work is just, it's never ending. I yeah. talked to my girlfriend the other day and I was, she was going through a little something and I, and I wished upon her that, you know, celebrating her, her journey and the growth she's done and may her journey of growth never end. And I heard her, she seemed to have like a sigh of pain. Like, oh, that's so I know. Painful. I know. And I just was, she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? Are you kidding me? Like, you are so lucky. Are you kidding me? Although sometimes doing personal growth work, yeah, I really, I'm like, 
you know, is ignorance just better sometimes? Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> I've asked, I've, I, I honestly have, con- I, like, that is something that I really, truly, because when I think you start to, when you start, when you peel another part of the layer off and you're like, oh gosh, here's something else I need to, like, work on and discover. And, and you do, you're thinking, oh my, I, some days I just wish, just move, going along, making the, mo- you know, just going along. But in the other sense, I look back and I think of the pre, like before all of that, that's not a good place to live. It's actually pretty miserable. Uh, Yeah, I have no interest. Well, let's get, let's get a little bit raw. Like I like to invite a little rawness even further. We're already in it. Like what is your, is there your, what's your next layer? And I'll share my next layer. Yeah. So my next layer is definitely, I think, has to do with my motivation for doing certain things. Like, and I was kind of called out, you know, I have this event that's coming up and it's a big event. Like, you know, it wasn't, we couldn't just do a little small event, Melissa. You had to do the like big, big event. And um, I had somebody that I was calling and inviting and I said, and, and they were really very quite nasty on the phone and they're like why are you doing this and I was like well do you really how much time do you have (laughs) you know like how much time do you have because really there's more to it than just this event like for me it was and I said this to the person because they're like well how how much money are you making and why are you doing this and what are you getting out of it and I said well I said I actually was at a Tony Robbins event and I said I truly don't want people to go through their entire lives not knowing that there's a better way to to live. Like I want people to know that there's more to this and to, that you don't have to live with those stories. And this was my this was my big thing that I left that I was going to do. And um you know, he apologized afterwards and said, "Okay, you know, that makes sense." Um so my thing is I fight significant. Like I want to make sure that my motivation is not for significance. And that it's actually from like love and growth. And that's, and I almost can't, when I first, cause I had the event planned before I went to Tony Robbins, I was, had it going. And I actually, when I was there and we went through that exercise, I thought I can't do this event. Like I, I can't do it because at first my motivation, I thought was like, I had to question myself. Are you doing this for significance? And doing a lot of deep, deep work, I was like, I'm not. Because if, you know, it to me, if 10 people show up, it's okay. Like, it's okay, because that's not why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I know that it will change those 10 people. I know it will yeah. change their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, so my, that's, my, that's what I'm working on. So your next layer is really coming from love and connection versus so much significance and there's a right place for significance I believe I you know I think it's meaningful as humans to feel like your life matters you know like there's something worth like your life makes a difference I think there's a right size and shape for significance and I think for me like I'm, I'm my goal like for me is and I think I agree and I think I want other people to feel significant. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a, there's something around esteem, you know, to feel yeah. like you matter, you know, people right. probably are more, I don't matter than the opposite. I, it's just my, my speculation, but yeah. 
So that's um, mine. Mine is to like really question why I do certain things because I know that typically I think I was trying to gain acceptance and significance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. I, I celebrate you for that. And I can't wait to hear about your event. I know it's going to be so impactful and it's just, the, it's just the starting, you know, it's yeah. just so much more for sure. Appreciate um, yeah. So I'll share it for me, for me, like what's the next layer? There's always the next layer, you know, and, you know, I have a lot of transition right now. I actually just stopped practicing um, a few, some weeks ago. And that was a huge uh, shift for me mentally. Um, I've been practicing for over 12 years and it was a decision I made a couple years ago, but it took some time to get my business aligned where I could um, have the doctors in place, the systems in place to support that. So I'm creating a whole new future um, professionally as far as you know, being the owner of a successful scaling, scalable medical practice and also uh, building a real estate investment portfolio with my business partner and really being able to change lives by growing not only my net worth, but, you know, our investors net worth and, you know, being able to have them realize a certain financial potential that they never thought was possible as far as, you know, being able to invest in things that give them great returns and so that they could, you know, have vacations that they wanted to have, or maybe not have the same if they're not happy in their job, they can have other income that could support them in certain ways. So like to be able to take, take myself to another level, like it's scary on some level, like who there's this, who do I think I am? You know, yeah. who do I think I am? And, you know, who do I think I'm not, you know, it's right. so, and, and, you know, also, you know, being, being also like taking myself and, and believing in myself on my, for my next level, and also really wanting to embrace this open heartedness about myself. I sort of wound up being this human of uh, a lot of stoicism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought that was the path of achievement. And, you know, I'm getting my butt kicked a lot, to be honest with you. You know, I really am. And I say that with a whole heart, you know, um, it's not always working out well, you know. And, you know, I've struggled, especially perhaps maybe my story is like I'm a female and in, in leadership. And, you know, I've been, when you think of like, some of the most successful people, it's my, or, you know, as CEO of a Fortune 500 company, my brain always would think of a male and, you know, what that would look like. And I, without being, being unconscious, I sort of matched and modeled certain mannerisms of what I thought success would be. And in the end, like, it's not authentic to me, you know? So finding this path that, you know, how can I be in the world um, unapologetic, not defending or explaining myself and and going for all of it and yet doing it with grace and beauty you know that is like the avatar i'm just creating that i deserve that i'm worthy of that so it's like just transforming all those internal stories and beliefs that um i couldn't be more excited about honestly i love that and you know that's that's not an easy that's not an easy task i mean um i think when especially when you're tied to an identity for 12 years you know i mean that's that's a that's a big shift yeah, you know, I I think uh, I think uh, I'm so excited about it though. I, I really that. feel I, complete about it. Yeah, and I love I love that you said that um, the part of that you like you thought, well, who am I to be able to do this? And that that you know, yes, I am worthy of doing this. And I don't know that people tend to 
use those words when they're talking to themselves. I think it's the, it's the latter of who do you think you are being able to do this? Yeah, I get it. I know it. I've been that person before. And now, you know, it's also tied to a mission that I have, you know, a mission that I have to make, you know, the planet better as a result of me being here. There's a little significance there. Um, I it's the right size significance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, yeah, who am I not to go out and do this? You know, the world, the universe is like meeting my unique gifts and talents, just like it is yours and just like it is every other person. Yeah. So it's just the choosing it, right? So true. And, you know, I'll just um, end this with this one. And I think that um, kind of tying it right back to is I think that one of the beauties of your story and that the things that you experienced made you to the person that you are today. And so being able to go back and appreciate those trials and tribulations mm -hmm. and being thankful for those because you wouldn't be here and be doing what you're doing. I receive that wholeheartedly. Thank you for the acknowledgement. Yep. And it's true. Yeah. Well, we probably could go another hour very easily. So we're going to have to come, you're have to come back and we're going to have to dig, <laughs> dig a little even more deeper. And we can't wait to hear how this whole transition, because I'm excited to see how the scalable of your business, because this is what we really want, isn't it? We all hope and we seek to that if we are business operators, we want to be business owners, right? Yes. Isn't that where we're all? Yes. That's it. That's it. And go be freed up to do more impact. You know, absolutely. Well, this has been such a treat, Melissa. You're oh. a total rock star. You're bringing uh, such an important message out in the world. And you're, you know, so, we're so fortunate these days to have, you know, technology and social media the way we do that. This kind of, this insight can be shared and it needs yep. to be shared. Thanks for getting out there and share, sharing this. Uh, thank you for um, being so open and sharing your story. We're going to have to definitely do this again, Danielle. Thank and um, so, um, yes, let's, um, let's definitely plan for another one. Absolutely. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you.